Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America. On air and on the World Wide Web, this is The Rob Carson Show. Hello and welcome to a Thursday edition of The Rob Carson Show. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling great today. Really, really good. I mean, uh, by the time I signed off, shut off the uh, studio last night, it was midnight after getting in the studio yesterday at 6 a.m., and I loved every minute of it because amazing things are happening, and you are seeing them. You are in your life experiencing them. Think about all the things that you have seen in your life. You saw, maybe some of you saw the lunar landing. I don't remember it. Maybe some of you, all of us, most of us saw the uh, the iPhone, you know, uh, come around. We saw pictures of Pluto and all of this. And you know what we're seeing now? We are seeing a, a new American revolution that we haven't seen, I don't think, ever. Uh, 1969 was a pretty big deal. It ushered in uh, Richard Nixon's presidency. Uh, this is going to make that look like child's play because the American people are plugged in, tuned in, plugged in, and turned on, baby. <laughs> I used to make fun of the 60s all the time, and most of the time I do. The left in the 60s were, you know, complete morons, and they went off uh, after they finished their temper tantrum. Then they went into academia and started uh, indoctrinating people. But uh, but we are witnessing a revolution, and the great thing about it is it's the same it's the same reaction that uh, that we've seen in the past. I want to mention something quick because the first year that I was in broadcasting professionally was in 1989. And I witnessed two things happen. And, and at that time, I'm a 23-year-old kid right out of college. I am uh, uh, not very well read as far as politics. I really hadn't delved into politics. I started writing for Rich Limbaugh uh, right then, about that same year as well. <clears throat> and so I was doing a music morning show, and I was doing wacky bits and all that crap. And I remember seeing two things happen on television, and I saw their, <clears throat> their genesis and their uh, uh, culmination and their, uh, what happened afterwards. One of them was the fall of the Berlin Wall. And I remember there was a great deal of hope that finally the Soviet Union would fall in a peaceful fashion. And it was epic. And, and I remember I even went to saw, I went and saw Mikhail Gorbachev speak uh, about a year later at a, a small school where, um, where the, uh, the Iron Curtain speech was delivered by Winston Churchill. I saw him speak. It was a terrible speech. Dear God in heaven. Horrible, horrible, horrible. But everybody thought he was the deal. Uh, actually, he wasn't. He, he introduced a thing called Glasnost, which was openness. Uh, the real heavy lifting was done by Margaret Thatcher, Pope John Paul, Lequiliza, and Ronald Reagan. Uh, that said... We saw the Soviet Union fall without firing a shot. On the other end of the spectrum, we hoped the same thing would happen 
with the people who gathered in Tiananmen Square. And we thought that this would be a worldwide movement. We knew that the Soviet Union at the time was a paper tiger. Uh, it, it was like the Roman Empire. It was overextended. It had no money. But China wasn't that way. And China turned off the lights and rolled into Tiananmen Square and murdered thousands of people. They shot them dead. They ran over their bodies with tanks, crushed their bones, and washed them into the storm drains. That's what happened. And we never changed our position on China. We still were buddies with China. George W. Bush, George H. W. Bush, uh, you know, everybody, same old thing, right? And right now, our government is leaning into the Tiananmen Square reaction. They are. The federal government is imprisoning people. The federal government is shutting down freedom of speech. The 70-plus agencies of the federal government shut down our ability to disagree with the government for three years. The federal government, uh, many people in the FBI and other agencies, uh, got involved in the January the 6th uh, event at the the, the Capitol. There were a million people in Washington, D.C. because they had questions about the election. And uh, a bunch of people went up to the Capitol before Donald Trump ended up speaking. They broke into what supposedly was the most secure building in the world by using a a little rock hammer to tap out a a pane of glass and reach in and grab. I saw the, the footage of that. We had doors opened up for them, and and then people went inside the Capitol, and no damage was done. And we were told that was the worst thing since 9-11. We've been lied. We've been used. We've been abused. We have seen abuses and usurpations, as were mentioned in the Declaration of Independence. Uh, We have seen uh, uh, abuses and usurpations that make those of the Founding Fathers pale by comparison. And the federal government, that is corrupt, more corrupt than we ever imagined. In in fact, I would venture to say more corrupt than the former Soviet Union because we have trillions of dollars, trillions of dollars that are being spent to pay off people in power uh, and their supporters. We are spending trillions of dollars on a war or billions of dollars on a war we haven't declared. And, and we see the President of the United States and the federal government being tone deaf with regard to East Palestine, Ohio, and now Maui, where a thousand people could be dead, most of them children. And Joe Biden throws them some crumbs, $700 check per house, household, and then they have the audacity to put up a thousand FEMA agents in five-star hotels 45 minutes from Maui. Do you think this is going to end well? Do you think this is going to work? Tiananmen Square worked for the Chinese government. And the reason being is sheer brute force against an unarmed populace. The, uh, the former Soviet Union didn't have the First Amendment. They didn't have the Second Amendment. But at least uh, Gorbachev recognized that uh, his time was nigh and there was nothing he could do to stop the knowledge that people had received about how poor life was living in the Soviet Union and how much better it would be with freedom. And they also realized that any country where they have to have a giant wall with German shepherds and uh, guard towers and machine guns to shoot people who want to leave, maybe that's a government I don't want to be a part of. In China, there was no ability to do that. There was an absolute shutdown of all information by the government media. 
Uh, they had a firewall against all uh, knowledge and media from outside sources. They did not have a First Amendment backed up by the Second Amendment, and they were able to do that. And that's the problem right now. Our federal government would really like to do a Tiananmen Square. I'm not kidding either. You don't put people in jail for over 900 days without a trial unless you're kind of down with those tactics. You don't shut down people's uh, freedom of expression. You don't ban people using government agencies from social media so they can't share things. You don't prevent people from running for office. That's what they do in third world communist hell holes. But that's what the Democrat Party and the deep state, that's the direction they want to go in. And I'm going to tell you, it's not going to work. We have the First Amendment. It's sacred to us. And we're waking up to the fact that we've, we've been abused, we've been shut down, and we, we are not going to take it. And we have the Second Amendment there to back up the First Amendment. We have the first population in the world to possess 500 million weapons. So do you really think that the left, doing a little slap fight, oh, 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 is going to take down 74% of the American people who think the country's going in the wrong direction? Do you really think we're going to go quietly into the night and we're going to say, you know, you're right, you're right, you're exactly right. Everything you've told us is exactly right. We should hate each other because of race. We should sexualize our children. We should open the southern border. We should absolutely make our cities sanctuary cities. We should let leftists burn down American cities. We should defund the police. I can go on and on and on about the absurdity of the left and all of that has come together to this massive movement like we've never seen before and it's going to be a movement for the positive because everything's being exposed and no matter how complicit the media is and government agencies are with big social media the truth is getting out don't believe me Let's see what Tucker Carlson's views last night on uh, on Twitter were. Real quick, here, I'm up here. I've been watching it go. When I signed on this morning, it was 170 million. So uh, let's go ahead and just uh, t- Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson. Let's see how. Uh, oh, and by the way, have you heard anything about Fox's ratings this morning? Fox uh, talking about the ratings this morning. Nope. But you know what they are doing? They are banning talking about Donald Trump and Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Oh, we're at 205 million people. 205 million views. But CNN is saying, well, that's just people clicking on it and moving on and all of that. Well, that's the same thing that cable ratings are based on. People turn on the TV. They watch TV. They go into the kitchen. Or like I did last night, I turned on Newsmax for a while. Then I went in just to watch on my phone on Twitter. Then I went back out. Uh, you know, that's the way it is. But if you got, you tell me Fox News wouldn't, what, 200 million people just check it in. Because the people are singing, the people are shouting. There's a reason why this this uh, Oliver Anthony song, "Rich Men in Richmond," is number one, number one on the Billboard charts from nothing. He's never done anything before. He's playing Legion halls, nothing against Legion halls, but you know, twenty people, and went to number one, beating everybody in history. Taylor Swift, the Beatles, on and on. Do you get it? Do you get it? If you if you if you don't get it, you don't get it. If, you, if you're down with this iteration of the federal government and the persecution of a presidential candidate and all of the woke nonsense that we've experienced and all of the madness about gender madness and pronouns and, and uh, DEI and all that, your days are numbered. Your, your little temper tantrum is, is ending, and America gets it. 
And and today, uh, the left will get their mugshot. Is that is that going to be worth it? Is it going to be worth it? Is that going to do it for you? Is that mugshot going to do anything? Because you know what it's going to do for me? I'm going to get that damn mugshot. I'm going to put it on a T-shirt. I'm going to wear it every damn day. I'll wash it. I may get it for my Trump mugshot. I may get a, a Rudy Giuliani mugshot T-shirt. <laughs> you know? uh, I may do that. Because all you're getting this week is a mugshot. Nobody's listening to uh, Fawny Willis and these other corrupt uh, DAs. And by the way, Jim Jordan going after Fawny Willis. And I told you this. Four indictments at the same time of a presidential candidate is conspiracy. Across state lines is racketeering. And all of these people, their heads are going to roll. Their heads are going to roll for being a part of this. It's all going to fall apart. I know it. I know it. It's happened before. There were some terrific notes uh, last night uh, with Donald Trump. I I also uh, watched the GOP debate. Um, And what I'm going to do today is I'm going to intersperse audio from everything. So I'm going to intersperse audio from Trump. I'm going to intersperse audio from the the vice presidential candidate debate last night. I don't even know if it's that anymore. I'm not sure any one of those people are going to be the vice president, to be quite honest. Nothing against Vivek Ramaswamy. Nothing against Tim Scott, I guess, but honestly, <laughs> come on. No, no. I'm going to intersperse that with, with uh, Oliver, with his song, Richmond, North of Richmond, uh, uh, news about the economy, all of that. We're going to just weave and retrieve. And, and the one thing I need, though, that really makes the show complete is when you call in, because I want to know what you thought. Are you a part of this revolution? I'm, I keep hearing this song. There's something happening here. It is what it is. I ain't exactly clear. You know? That's kind of what we're doing. And I don't like to hat tip to the 60s. I just no, I don't like the 60s. Always didn't like the 60s. I thought, the music is great. Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and all those bands. It's an incredible time for me. Jimi Hendrix and all that. But the leftist politics were just, I mean, honestly, Wow. But, but we are in a, in a revolutionary time, and it's a good, it's a good time, and, it, and I believe it's going to be a peaceful revolution, and I believe these little, these little limp-wristed, fop, epidemic, leftist Maoists, uh, they've been able to throw their little temper tantrum, and they've been able to get what they want, and they've been able to stomp, and they've been able to do this, and they've been able to get fire, people fired. I can go on and on. But that's over. It's all being exposed as a tiny cabal of Marxists who've ushered all of this in and the American people this is one of the glorious things about it our patriotism is making a comeback our belief in the founding principles is making a comeback and our belief in one another is making a comeback because no matter what they say about how divided we are and how racist or sexist or homophobic or whatever we are I believe that most of us still love this country and still would fight and die for anyone else in this country if need be. I do. So here's a number. It's 800-922-6680. Lots of audio, your phone calls, some comedy. It's a great day and I'm glad to have you here. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. All right. So while I was uh, taking a break here, my computer uh, cleared out all the damned audio that I had at my program, so I'm going to have to play these on the fly. 
Here's a quote that I, and I, this is kind of an odd quote to start, I guess, would be Glenn Greenwald last night. Glenn Greenwald is a, uh, a conservative. I, I've always liked Glenn, Glenn Greenwald. Here's what he had to say about the debate last night. I think it's very, very interesting and very true. They sound like Reagan-era militarists when it comes to foreign policy, and that is just radically out of step with the Republican Party voter, which is why... You see Vivek rising in the polls while Donald Trump has a 45-point lead, while DeSantis remains a viable candidate, while avoiding that sort of thing. And the rest of them who sound like they're from that old Republican establishment era cannot get traction. And it's inconceivable that they will because the things they're saying actually resonate now more in the Democratic Party. Boom. What did I say? I said that the GOP, as it has been for the last 50 years, is dead. Donald Trump ushered in a new era for the GOP, and unfortunately, the heads of the GOP don't get it. They don't get it, and this will be at their peril. Here's what I'm going to suggest, and, I, and I'm not just meaning to make this about Donald Trump, blah, 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 whatever, but I'm going to tell you there will be a point where the GOP has to go Hey, man, 70% of our uh, voters are supporting Donald Trump and won't leave him. 70% of Donald Trump voters will not leave him, even if he's indicted no matter what. But 70% of people will leave Ron DeSantis if he's not, uh, you know, popular. All right, so, so there is that. Um, the GOP is going to have to realize that the GOP has changed. You, you stop listening to Paul Ryan and, and Carl Rove and Mitt Romney and, and Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is done. Mitch McConnell's last election cycle was the last election cycle, and the only reason he is in the position he was is is because Donald Trump endorsed him, and he summarily stabbed Donald Trump in the back. This is Geraldo Rivera last night. Talk, for Geraldo talking with uh, Mr. Eric Bowling about the debate on Fox. All things considered, just brutal politics. Uh, President Trump's absolutely right to sit this one out. Although our former colleagues at Fox, uh, at the Fox News Network, as you correctly point out, are beside themselves. Uh, uh, you know, this was potentially a huge ratings night uh, for Fox. Uh, now without Trump, it's like... Uh, you know, the Rolling Stones without Mick Jagger. It's very, very difficult. <laughs> That's true. I told you yesterday, it's like watching a high school battle of the bands. Hey, honey, let's go see the high school battle of the bands. Or should we drive next door and watch Zeppelin reunited? Honestly. And, and here's the quote of the night from Donald Trump. Listen to this. And this this will put in things into perspective. And, and I'm asking, if you disagree and you think whatever, listen to this. Because uh, this is what it's all about right here. The protest didn't work. You got elected anyway. Yeah. Impeachment didn't work twice, obviously. Um, indictment is not working. Your poll numbers go up. When they raided Mar-a-Lago in August yeah. of last year, your numbers went up. Um, they can indict you 20 times, and it's not gonna, you're not going to lose the Republican primary because of that. Well, so it like makes the, it look even more ridiculous. I mean, the four indictments, and maybe yeah. there'll be more. I don't know. These people are crazy. But they're counterproductive. So if you chart it out, it's an escalation, yeah. is what I'm saying. Of course it is. So what's next? After, you know, try to put you in prison for the rest of your life, that's not working. So, like, don't they have to kill you now? I, th I think the people <laughs> of our country uh, don't get enough credit for how smart they are. And I, I'm not sure I would have said this 10 years ago. Listen. But they get it. What? I'm sorry. What? But they did, get it. They get it. But they get it. Yeah, they get it. The American people get it. Because, uh, you know, even though the federal government did its level best to shut down freedom of expression, you listen to people like me.
and you listen to people like Steve Bannon, and you listen to people like WCBM Radio in Baltimore, our anchor station, and you watch places like Newsmax because we tell the truth. Let's go to William in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Hello, William. Go ahead, my friend. I guess we don't have William. Uh, But that's the reason. You know, the truth gets out. The truth is getting out. People understand that the federal government is out of control. Nobody likes the direction of the country. Nobody's down with this madness. Nobody's down with CRT in schools and transgenderism in schools and the FBI being sicked on parents for disagreeing with it. Nobody was ever down with Black Lives Matter or Antifa burning America's countries in 2020. But the American people have sat on a keg of dynamite of anger, resentment, and being just disgusted and done with this government, and that keg is exploding. Yeah. All right, so uh, here's the number, guys, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. Hey guys, it's Carson. I want to tell you about every plate. As you know, one of the greatest pleasures of my life is cooking for my family, but it's also a huge time-consuming pain in the rear end. Now you can have your meals delivered to your door, and you can spend less time meal prepping or packaging lunches for kids. I've used almost every meal delivery and preparation service. Some are good, some are bad. Every plate is the best. Every plate gives you more bang for the buck and is designed to take much less time out of your schedule for dinner. Every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping with no hidden fees, so you only pay for what you need. Choose every plate over takeout to save money while still enjoying quick, satisfying meals. Their meals are up to 50% cheaper than other meal kits. Every plate is the easiest way to eat affordably. Every plate has 26 tasty and affordable recipes that change every week, including 15-minute or less dinners and dinner-to-lunch dishes. Get $149 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49newsmax. Again, $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49newsmax. So, uh, Chris Christie's done. Here's what he had to say last night. All of the uh, candidates last night on the uh, the GOP debate. Oh, to support the eventual Republican nominee. If former President Trump is convicted in a... Let me just set that up again, because my computer's being weird. Could be that I'm getting screwed with. I'm, I'll be honest. Could be that I'm getting screwed with, because, uh, you know, there are some people who shut me down on social media. Would it surprise me if I was being messed with? Uh, but anyway, this is uh, Brett Baer asking each of the uh, Republican candidates last night if they would support Donald Trump, even if he were convicted of something. And everybody raised their hands, except for uh, Chris Christie, who has no chance of ever being the president. Court of law, would you still support him as as your party's choice. Please raise your hand if you would. Christy, you were kind of late to the game there, but no, you raised I'm, your hand? No, I'm doing this. Look, <laughs> someone's got to stop normalizing this conduct. Now, hmm. 
Chris Christie. He reminds me of uh, Michael Steele. He reminds me of Joe Scarborough. Uh, he is a man who has sold his principles uh, to the highest bidder. Uh, he is no longer a, 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 a leader in anything. The only reason he's running in this race is to take Donald Trump out or attempt. He thinks he can. His ego, A, his ego is big enough to think he might win and a, B, think he might be able to take Donald Trump down. In both cases, he's so unlikable and so wrong on everything that it never will happen. Ever, ever, ever. As far as Donald Trump's behavior, Donald Trump has been a, in a defensive posture for seven damned years. With 97% of the media coverage negative, it started when he was running. I was there. Antifa and plants from George Soros parked in the lines at Trump rallies to start fights. That's how quick it started. When he was inaugurated, Madonna came, talked about how she wanted to blow up the White House. They set fire to a man's limousine. They set fire to a police car and broke out glass windows in D.C. They impeached him once for nonsense to cover up Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's crimes. They covered up Hunter Biden's laptop to throw at least two elections. Uh, and, and we're at this point, and, and Chris Christie says, oh, I think that Donald Trump's behavior is unbecoming. You know, shut up. You occasionally get a fat joke thrown at you, but that's about it. And it's nothing compared to the nonsense that Donald Trump has been through. Okay. Now, whether or not you believe that the criminal charges are right or wrong, the conduct is beneath the office of president of the United States. This is wow. the great thing about this country. Wow. Booing is allowed, yeah. but it doesn't change the truth. Yeah, no, well, you're not telling the truth, so, you know, honestly, what's the point? You're booing, but don't deny the truth. You're not telling the truth? Nothing you said last night was the truth. It's, uh, it's, it's remarkable. Nothing you said last night was the truth. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gathering these sound bites as I go here. There were some ones that I, I thought were very good. Uh, there was some debate last night about whether uh, uh, who won the debate. Uh, it doesn't matter who won the debate. The debate, the debate was a, a, a sideshow. Who won the debate? Do you want to spend your entire show debating who won the Republican debate? The one where the, the, the front runner who's leading by 40, 50, 60 points is not? Do, you, do I really think that I need to bother with it? Well, sure, I'm going to play it. I'm going to share my thoughts on it. You know, like I said, essentially, I kind of thought at the beginning, it's a VP debate, but it's not even that. I don't think any of them are going to be VP. Maybe Ramaswamy. But honestly, it, it, it was it was it was a it was a theater of uh, it was kabuki theater. It was just it was uh, nonsensical. It was I mean, oh yeah, that's great, great. You talk about the typical stuff that the Republican Party has talked in the past, and uh, you know, and everybody who normally watches their GOP debates uh, as usual, thinking that this year is every other year, they'll sit there and they'll watch it and they'll listen to Nikki Haley say, "Oh, we got to cut government spending," and then you'll know that when um, Nikki Haley is elected, well, she won't be. But when Nikki Haley is elected, she'll go to Washington, D.C., and they will do nothing. Do you know how I know this? Because for 50 damned years, both parties have done the same thing in Washington, D.C. They make a whole hell of a lot of promises, and they get to the Washington, D.C., and they do nothing. How long have they been saying? 
that Social Security is broken? How long have they been saying we need to fix the infrastructure in schools? How long have they been saying we need to fix this, we need to fix that, we need to do this, we need to do that, we need to cut spending, and they never do a damned thing? So that's why that debate isn't that big a deal. And, and that's why Fox isn't sharing its numbers this morning. Because you can sit over there and you can watch Fox and you can pretend like none of this is happening. You can pretend that none of this destruction of the country is happening. You can pretend that what is happening to Donald Trump is historic. It is a conspiracy. It is lawfare. It is worse than anything we've seen in our history. We have a man in the White House who is bought and paid for by our enemies. There is copious evidence. And Fox and the mainstream media all are just focusing on this group of people who are polling at best 12 or 13 percent and they're thinking that the American people are focused on that good luck with that Fox I re- I wish you the best I really 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 wish you the best um, here is oh this is this is a good this is a good note last night okay so last night uh, Red Bear asked about continuing funding the war you and I didn't vote on Congress didn't vote on in Ukraine all right the only person who said and raised their hand saying they would cut it is Vivek Ramaswamy. Is there anyone on stage who would not support the increase of more funding to Ukraine? We would, would not Europe, support it. Europe needs to step up. I mean, I would have Europe step up. Now, Vivek Ramaswamy's got his hand in the air, probably like he used to do at elementary school, front row, just like me, hand up. Ooh, 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 ooh. And the DeSantis is, well, I would ask uh, Europe to, to stand up. I would ask Europe to step up. Uh, wrong question or wrong answer, Ron DeSantis. And do their job. Mr. Ramaswamy, you're, but you're saying you would not too, Governor DeSantis? I will have Europe to pull their weight. Uh, right would, now they're not doing you that, would not and, I think we need to do, and I think our support should be contingent on them doing it. And I would have support in China uh, to be able to take uh, wow. to be able to take China um, and I, do what I, we need I, to do. I got to tell you, uh, honestly, Mr. wow, Swami, completely. You would not support an increase of funding to Ukraine. I would not. And I think that this is disastrous that we are protecting against an invasion across somebody else's border when we should use those same military resources to prevent across the invasion of our own southern border here in the United States. Oh, that was a nice pivot to a talking point he had already planned. You know, that was that was and there were a lot of those locked and loaded talking points. You heard them all night. You knew they were there. They were ready to go. Uh, None of that's going to fly. But but at least he held his hand up. We are driving Russia further into China's hands. The Russia-China alliance is the single greatest threat we face. And I find it offensive that we have professional politicians on the stage that will make a pilgrimage to Kiev, to their Pope, Zelensky, without doing the same thing for people in Maui or the south side of Chicago or Kensington. Okay, Okay, that that was a good point. That was a good point. You know, I'm not, I wouldn't say he's out of contention for uh, for vice president. Uh, if he is, he, no matter who the vice president is going to be, uh, I would say that you need to uh, become the vice president and attend Donald Trump University for four years, and then you can graduate, and then you can consider running for president. That's what DeSantis should have done. But uh, he's proven why that'll never happen, because 
you know, uh, what he's done to Donald Trump. Let's go to, uh, let me see, Homer in Rising Sun, Maryland. Homer, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up, buddy? Hey, I want you to know that I didn't bother watching a damn show last night at all. <laughs> I knew it was going to be a bunch of uh, uh, monkeys in the zoo, I'm telling you. Yeah, it was a turd sandwich without the bread. <laughs> as, far, as far as I'm concerned, um, yes. this uh, this uh, Donald Trump's the only one. But what makes me so upset is the way the Democrats are treating Donald like it's a third world country and they can or a banana republic, if you want to call it that. And they they, they go out there and grab uh, rulings from from Georgia and wherever, and he's guilty. Of so many things, uh, that when you uh, investigate how guilty they are, you find out they mean nothing. So I don't understand what the hell they think. Well, Homer, Homer, Homer. That, that's the thing. It's so it's a, it's a clown car of stupid, and it's all going to catch up to them. And all of these DAs and their coordinated attack to take down a presidential candidate is going to be exposed, just like Hunter Biden's illegality and Joe Biden's illegality. And all of these people who've bought into this or at least covered up for it are going to go down in flames with their with their uh, with their uh, their principles and their ideals. It, it, they're going to go down in flames. The American people see this, that, that a president being, the first time in history a president being indicted, let alone four times for nonsensical charges by four radical DAs, and we're going to find out that they have been working together. This is a conspiracy. It is illegal, and, and ultimately it's going to collapse. And, and it's just a matter if you want to be on the right side of history or not. And then maybe it's not voting Donald Trump, but you've got to at least vote against the, the insanity of the left and the deep state. Appreciate the phone call. Let's go to Eddie in uh, Palm uh, Coast, Florida. Hello there, Eddie. Welcome to the show, man. What's up? Hi, my name is Eddie, and I'm from Palm Coast. And when I watched the debate last night, I was disappointed in Martha and Brett. I believe that they let it get out of hand. And as a result, the gentleman, Tim Scott, uh, he was not heard enough. Yeah. I believe that he's got a lot to say, and we should know more about him. Yeah, you know, Tim Tim Scott did say some good things last night. Um, you know, he, he shared his life story. Uh, he he did stand up. Let me see if I can find a Tim Scott uh, a bite here. Uh, here is oh here's 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 Tim Scott talking about firing uh, Chris Ray and Merrick Garland. This is good. We should be we should be asking ourselves a bigger question about the weaponization of the Department of Justice. When I'm president, the first thing I'll do is fire Merrick Garland. Second thing I'll do fire Christopher Ray because we need Lady Justice to wear a blindfold. Without that, no one has confidence in our justice system. 17% of Republicans have confidence in our department. Okay, so there you go. That's one good thing that he said last night. That's a that's a real positive. Uh, I didn't particularly care for him to to you know use the tired and boring line, Lady Justice. I mean, honestly, but it was it was it was uh, good. I, I think Tim Scott did well last night. I don't think he he's he's still at two or three percent. Is he out of contention for VP? I don't think so. Do you think he should be the VP? Do you think he's going to win? Do you think he's going to be the candidate, or could he be Eddie? I think he could be the candidate if the moderators would let the guy talk. He was being such a considerate person that as much as I know that I believe all the things he said were wonderful, he wasn't able to get enough points across, again, yeah. because he was considerate of others.
All right, buddy. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate the phone call. You know, another person who didn't even get a talk last night is uh, is Larry Elder. Larry Elder is uh, an amazing human being. Uh, Larry Elder is an America First candidate. Larry Elder is uh, he's got a lot of life experience, a lot of knowledge, a remarkable human being. He wasn't on the stage last night. You know why? Because Fox wants to be the kingmaker. Fox thinks Rupert Murdoch thinks he's going to be able to choose the GOP candidate. That's what this is. Uh, this morning I put on Twitter, uh, or X, or whatever the hell you want to call it, I said, uh, Murdoch equals Soros. That's the only math you need to know. Really. Here's a little bit more from uh, from Tim Scott, and then I'm going to move on to the Trump audio, because it's amazing. Here's Tim Scott. On education, the only way we change education in this nation is to break the backs of the teachers' unions. They are standing in the doorhouse of our kids. Locking okay, that was nice. them into failing schools. Now that was and really locking them out. That was a brilliant point because uh, yes, he's right. He's saying it. He has the audacity to say it. And they also said they're standing in the schoolhouse door. Bravo! From a man who suffered uh, and and grew up in poverty, experienced racism. Bravo! Bravo! Does it mean he's going to be the candidate for president? No, no, not at all. But uh, but well said. Let's take a break. I'm going to load some more audio. The number is 800-922-6680. William, you're up next. This is The Rob Carson Show. This guy named Oliver Anthony is the number one artist on Billboard's Hot 100. Came from zero to uh, a rock star. Zero to the Beatles and the Rolling Stones in a heartbeat. And the reason being is his lyrics speak to the American people. I shared it for anybody. You know why? Because I lived what he went through. <laughs> I lived what he went through, man. Do you see it? And if you don't, if you if you shop at Whole Foods and you live on the East Coast and you think, oh, my God, oh, my God, Donald Trump's tweets are so offensive. Just get out of the way. <laughs> Just get out of the way. Here is uh, the, the question last night with regard to this song, this uh, Richmond North of Richmond, and uh, Ron DeSantis' canned response. We sit here tonight. The number one song on the Billboard chart is called Rich Men North of Richmond. Oh, yeah, that's a redneck. He's probably a Trump supporter, MAGA supremacist, white supremacist, homophobe, transphobe. They are from Farmville, Virginia, named... Oh, the wrong voice. They're just so transphobic, and they're just so... Oh, my God, they're rednecks, and they're hillbillies. Oh, my God. Anthony, his lyrics speak of alienation, of deep frustration with the state of government and of this country. Yeah. Washington, D.C. is about 100 miles north of Richmond. Oh, you so, got Governor it. DeSantis, oh, you got why it. is this song <laughs> striking such a nerve in this country right now? Listen. What do you think it means? Our country. It's time to uncork a generic answer. Is in decline. No This kidding. decline is not inevitable. It's a choice. We need to send Joe Biden back to his basement and reverse American decline. Okay, there's a line he's been sitting on. We cannot succeed as a country if you are working hard and you can't afford groceries, a car, or a new home while Hunter Biden can make hundreds of thousands of dollars on lousy paintings. That, that is wrong. We... We also cannot succeed when the Congress spends trillions and trillions of dollars. Those rich men north of Richmond have put us in this situation. And wow. Okay. Then. Sure. Okay. Duh. Uh, it's, uh, it's more than that. Let's go to Shane in Australia. Or, or uh, yeah, Shane in Australia. Hello, my friend. What's up? 
Yeah, g'day, Rob. Been enjoying your program way down south, mate. Yes, sir. Now, um, the most important one we could talk about is C. Um, what is it? Uh, CNN did a report on uh, Business Sunday. Uh, business. Um, their business system and it said that on the 16th of January the top 1% captured in the world captured nearly twice as much wealth as the rest of the world and uh, it goes on the top 1% have captured nearly twice as much new wealth and this is in the two years of the lockdown as the rest of the world during the period according to Oxfam International Annual Inequality Report released Sunday their fortune soared by 26 trillion while the bottom 90% of the world's population only saw their net worth rise by $16 trillion. So I would say, Rob, um, you know, both our countries, and what I always look back at, Rob, we've talked before, you know, all those blokes in World War I and World War II as we all fought unified as allies, and we lost hundreds of thousands of our men uh, fighting as a unified group. You know, you, I know you've got problems in your country, but also Australia's yes. uh, been raped with all its natural resources, and we're under we're under deep trouble too here, mate. Yeah, you know what, though? This is a worldwide revolution. As much as it is America, and my first priority is the, is America, this is a worldwide... Uh, what you just said is perfect, uh, Shane. You're exactly right. And and it's going to hit the this uh, this uh, uh, power of the uh, World Economic Forum people and all these people who got really rich while we suffered. It's all, it's all coming down on them. That's what this song, by the way, that's why this song is number one around the world. That's why it is. Listen, brother, I got to run. Thanks for calling. I do appreciate it. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. It's our America. We built it. Courage. Freedom. Millions go to Newsmax when they need to know. Start today on the free Newsmax app. Newsmax is real news for real people.